Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Ask the expert on Lunchtime Live. And every Thursday afternoon, we give you the opportunity to get all of your questions and your queries clarified uh, with one of our experts. Today, it's the turn of Barry Kenny from Erno there and Irish Rail. Barry, thanks a million for joining us in the studio. Good to see you, Andrew. Yeah, you too. 53106 is the number. If you have a question for Barry, you can call us either 1800 453106. That's what uh, Laura did. Laura's in the line. Laura, what's your question for Barry today? Hi, Barry. Um, I was just wondering... Um why Irish Rail doesn't recognise the DAA lanyard pertaining to autism for a mainline trend. Oh, we, we do have the, the jam card across public transport. It's the just a minute card and that's for all uh, hidden disabilities. Uh, it, it covers obviously autism, autism and Asperger's uh, as well. And look, to, to that end, we've no issue if there's if there's other models working with other agencies as well. It's important that our staff know if people have uh, particular needs and uh, we, we'd be happy to look at that as well. But the jam card is something that's been in place for about two years, sorry, probably longer now, pre-pandemic, about three years across all public transport. How do you get the, the jam card, Barry? Uh, just through the National Transport Authority. Okay. And, and just if you if, if you literally go go search jam card online, uh, you'll find the details there. But obviously, it just it just helps uh, uh, the customers and it helps our staff okay. in terms of providing that assistance as I, well. I hope that helps, Laura. Thanks a million for your question today. Um, we've got Vinny on the line as well. Vinny, what's your query for Barry? Hi, Barry. How's things? Um, Good. Yeah, just wanted to ask you a quick question about the, the kind of the fare structure um, in Erinard Iron and, and particularly something that affects me locally. Um, so I would come from Newbridge or Clare in, in Clare, obviously, um, a good bit. And currently that's not included in the short hop, short hop zone um, user leave card. Um, whereas just up the road in Sands and Nace it is. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to chat about um, that, like the, the difference in fares if you're going from Sands and Nice, um, or from University of Houston. I mean, you can go from um, 32 euro a week from Sands and Nace, and that covers you on the bus as well. But um, weekly from Newbridge just to Houston is is like 57.30. So uh, massive difference, obviously. And uh, yeah, just wanted to see if you've any anything kind of. Um, yeah, any voice on that? Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, the fare structures aren't actually decided upon by ourselves. The National Transport Authority uh, regulate fares across public transport. They did previously extend the short hop zone from Hazel Hatch to Salins, probably pretty much on, on the same issue uh, in that they were the next station outside the zone. And I think when a, a fare structure changes, from, when you're on that boundary, I, as we, I understand uh, the concern that's there. One thing I would say is that if you want to have immediate savings and if it suits your own commuting, going to the monthly or annual ticket if you buy those through your employer you get full tax relief uh, on those but ultimately it is the National Transport Authority that make those decisions for all public transport operators so uh, they'd be able to assist you with that one I hope that helps Vinny or, or answers your question anyway at least 1800 453 106 that's the number if you want to call us today uh, we've got Damien on line 3 Damien what's your query? Uh, good afternoon um, Barry I uh I'm a, a city centre lawyer and worked on the Transport Committee of Dublin Chamber for some years. Uh, I'm a specialist in uh, construction and engineering projects, and particular interest in transport. Done many projects around the world. But my, my question to you today is something that has uh, perturbed me for several years, and that is why is intercity travel in Dublin 
Oh, sorry, in, in Ireland, from Dublin to the other major cities, and I'm talking about Belfast, Cork, Limerick, Galway, etc. Why is it so incredibly slow compared to our European neighbours? Well, I suppose there's, there's two things to compare us with. One, I suppose, is the high-speed rail lines like your TGVs, uh, which were, you know, ICE lines uh, in other countries. These were brand new railway lines that were built, a lot of them, I suppose, since the 1980s. Uh, they have, uh, you know, I think a, a minimum speed of 250 kilometres uh, an hour. They have no interaction with anything else. So you don't have darts operating them. You don't have commuter trains operating. Mm. These lines are just for these trains and they are extremely fast. They tend to be between kind of huge cities, really, you know, linking very, very large cities. Um, you do have higher speed and we do want to improve the speeds. Now, we have a best journey time between Dublin and Cork at 2 hours 15, which we believe is a very competitive journey time, particularly a peak if you're coming in and out of the cities and the congestion. But what we want to do is to get to all, all those interurban journeys between the likes of Dublin and Cork to two hours or less. We're doing works at the moment on the track to to improve that. But if you're going, if you're comparing with, the, as I say, the TGVs of this world, you are talking about building the equivalent of brand new kind of railway motorways uh, and you are into many, many billions. Two hours would be, be fine. Well, I, mean, I, I, I think that certainly anybody driving legally wouldn't get uh, anywhere close to that. What about the Sligo Northwest one? Will you do something about Sligo, that? Sligo, I suppose one of the issues there is that we've got a lot of single line uh, if you go west of Maynooth. So if you improve the speed, you still got to get to passing points. But one of the things that I suppose it's, it's not immediate, but in the medium term, getting more double track there would in itself allow us to get uh, uh, higher speeds uh, and improve the journey time there too. I mean, the Really, the goal has to be two hours or less between Dublin and all the major cities. Would two hours, Damien, would, that, um, would, would two hours suit you? Well, let me just ask a quick follow-up question, if you don't mind. Uh, the, the route that I would take most often is, uh, obviously, from the accent, you could determine it's from Dublin to Belfast, right? Yeah. Now, You'd be wanting it, a good bit less than two hours then when we get now, that work done, I would think. Now, well, wait, a minute, though, wait a minute, though, Barry. You've talked a long time there. Um, the, the speed on that line and the time it takes to get there mm. is no better than it was over 60 years ago. 60 years ago, Barry. And yet you spent billions in the inroad Aaron during the Celtic Tiger years, particularly. Like, where did that money go? What was it used for? It wasn't used for uh, increasing the speed on the lines, that's for sure. Okay, well, what, what about that line? Well, what, what you had, I suppose, years ago is you didn't have dart services, high frequency dart services. You didn't have commuter trains, uh, which mean the intensity of the, the, the services on that line, both south and north of the border, is, is far, far higher. When you have an express service working through that on the same two tracks, again, I, the, what we were talking about earlier in the high speed, they've got two tracks and that's all, they, that's all that's there. We're working with other services. So one of the things we're looking at is can we get a third track uh, or, or indeed a fourth to separate those stopping services from the express services? Again, it's a longer term mm. project. But in terms of what we spent, I suppose, in the, in the Celtic Tiger, a lot of what we spent was completely modernising our fleet, ensuring we had the modern safety systems that we need in place. But I mean, we are coming from a situation where a lot of these European countries have invested this type of money for decades we're doing it now, but unfortunately for an awful long time, so you're there wasn't a lot of years away. So, right, 1800-453-106. Damien, thanks a million for your question, your query today. Brida has texted in, Barry, and um, will you please ask Barry why passengers were left at Houston on Tuesday without any communication regarding an incident on the Dublin to Thurless line. There was no contingency in place. Communication was appalling, and I got no apology either.
Well, that was a very tragic incident. Unfortunately, a person in a tragic incident was struck and fatally injured on the line at Monastrevin. Revan. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that you felt the information was inadequate. I do know I've seen quite a lot of feedback saying that the information in Houston was extremely, uh, was, was constant, given the sensitivity of the issue. Uh, we arranged a train-to-train transfer for customers that were involved in the incident directly, but there were, you know, when you're dealing with, unfortunately, emergency services have to attend that scene. Uh, the rear there are going to be extensive delays and it okay. was in the order of two, two and okay. a half hours. Uh, this listener is wondering um, why nothing has been done about people drinking on the trains. I was caught beside a rowdy hen party last Friday. It ruined the journey. Well, we do have increased security patrols indeed. I think we've probably gotten into trouble elsewhere this week uh, in terms of actually addressing this, in terms of we, we do have patrols. Um, if a patrol comes across and there is alcohol, we, we will confiscate uh, at this point in time. We aren't permitting alcohol on board services at the, at the moment. They're not on every service, of course, uh, but it is something that we do target the weekend trains in, in particular. So there's no uh, drinking on, uh, no not drink a, on not, the train? Not at the moment, because obviously we, while it was something we brought in during COVID, uh, while we don't have catering uh, mm. currently, and we, we, oh, we've, sure, talked, we've talked about that. I'm very, very, very <laughs> upset about the I know you're now, in fairness, you're more about the cup of tea than the glass of wine. Or a little bit of both. You don't know me that well, but But just as suppose that presence kind of helps keep control. We're going to keep it under under review, but uh, certainly we do confiscate and we have confiscated alcohol uh, and we have, if people are being genuinely disruptive to others, uh, we will get the Guardian involved as well. You're right, no booze on board anyway, essentially, that's it. Right, can Irish Rail install a sensor at the Dunmore Gates near Farron 4 in County Kerry to reduce the 15-minute close time for trains Killarney bound? It involves closing a gate unnecessarily early west of the main crossing. In Farron Four, says this texter. Uh, the Farron Four. I, I, I'm, if I'm assuming it's the the road crossing at at Farron Four Station, or it maybe be further away. It sounds like it is. Yeah, it certainly wouldn't. If it's an automated crossing, it certainly wouldn't be uh, 15 minutes. You do have to allow for the fact that trains might be coming through express. So there is, you know, the, it, it is a number of minutes that it's down, unless it's the thing that you have two trains crossing that would be longer than that. Look, in all these situations, I'm afraid our position is rail safety comes first. The gates need to be down to allow the train to pass safely. And that's for the train safety and indeed road users as well. 1800 453 106. That's the number if you want to call us today. This texter is wondering, do I need, do I need to book the train to Kerry with a free pass Thursday or Tuesday, not travelling at the weekend? Uh, you don't need to, but we would always advise people it's a good idea to, particularly if you if the day you're travelling is likely to be a busy one. Now, Thursdays and Tuesdays should be OK. Obviously, if you were around the weekend, excuse me, of the All-Ireland when mm. Kerry were playing, uh, we would say absolutely do so. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, you can, book, with the free travel pass, you can book online your reservation free of charge. Uh, it's a good idea to do, but no, you don't, you don't have to do it. 1800 453 106 if you want to call us. This listener lives in Thurlis. Um, I live in the Thurlis to do, sorry, I live in Thurlis on the Dublin to Cork line. Why can I not get a train to arrive before 9am on a work day? I'm looking to commute and leave my car at home. Uh, I assume they're looking to commute to Cork because we have lots of services that would get you uh, to, to Dublin, Dublin before, for 9am. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, we don't at this point in time in Cork. We are working at the moment uh, with the NTA in terms of because we've got new carriages coming later this year. Uh, we've got 41 new carriages coming in. They're, they're being delivered. They'll be coming in early 2023 just to see where the scope for extra services 
looked at this before. There is a limited demand earlier, but we feel nice. it, it, it is something I think that would be kind of say the next stage in timetable development is getting earlier services mm-hmm. to our regional cities because we everything gets to Dublin before 9am, but obviously it would strengthen uh, commuting options to get trains to the regional cities before 9. Martin is on the line. Martin, what's your question for Barry Kenny? Um, is there any plans for Irish Rail to increase the services on the Ross Layer line? At the moment, they're extremely limited. Yeah, it's, uh, I suppose we have, I think, five services each way a day on the Rosslare route. One of the issues that we have there is, again, the high frequency of DART services from Greystones uh, and Bray to the city centre. Uh, Again, looking at timetable options, one of the things that we would look at is to expand services, is to operate maybe shuttle services to Greystones and transfer uh, uh, to the DART. It's not something that's happened straight away. I don't want to mislead you mm. or, or, or overpromise. Uh, but again, the DART Plus works uh, or, or investment, we're, we're designing that at the moment again. And one of the impetus is one of the, I suppose, the driving forces behind that is to improve the infrastructure around Greystones so as that we can actually increase the frequency for, for your route and indeed for the commuters as okay. well. Thanks a million, Martin, for the question. Okay. Um, lunchtime live at Newstalk.com as always. That's the email address if you want to get in touch with us. Barry Kenny from here and there. And Barry, thanks a million for coming in and joining us um, in studio today to answer listeners' questions. I, the la- I was listening to you in recent weeks. You were on... Um, the hard shoulder. You're you're just back from Ukrainian border, and you were over with yeah, working I, with. I was in Chisinau, the, the capital of Moldova, uh, working with Refugee Support yeah. Europe, uh, volunteering there. How was um, it? It was an incredible experience, uh, uh, Andrea. I'll be honest with you. Obviously, looked quite harrowing in its own regard. Mm. Every, we had an, an aid centre uh, for Ukrainian refugees living in Chisinau, uh, of which there are many because it has the most refugees from Ukraine per head of population of any country in the world. And uh, But the strength of the Ukrainians, I think the generosity of the Moldovans, the, I mean, people are given, like, I think about 75,000 are living in people's homes uh, there, but Moldova itself is a poor country, so they don't necessarily have the means then to provide further assistance. So that's what our group was doing. Um, but I, look, uh, the, the organiser at the charity says it's the most selfish thing you can do uh, is volunteering. And I kind of get where he was coming from because it really was an incredible experience. Like we see it every day, how, yeah. how strong the Ukrainian people are. These people want to get home. Uh, nobody chooses to be a refugee. Uh, but it was it was something else to be a part yeah. of that aid support, I suppose, I know, that's yeah. happening there. Well, listen, thanks for, for coming in to us because I know I know you're you're not long back. Um, so we do appreciate you coming in to, to join us here in the programme today. Barry Kenny from Erin Rothair. And still to come on the show, Lots of you getting in touch with us about your passport queries. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.